Hey, Coconut, so yes, recently there's a lot of promos out there, right? Getting you to give you free share to open a brokerage account, trying to get you on their robo-advisory platform and whatever. Even the traditional guys have some sort of digital function. Some of the payment apps have created new access to investment products and whatever, right? So there's an increase in financial products targeted at the millennials, of course, because we are at our earning prime. A lot of marketing dollars will focus on us. So when we look at that, a lot of people think that they've started investing and they think that, yeah, you know, bro, I'm an investor now, you know, but I want to just burst your bubble and let you know that I think many people are not yet an investor, although they may be investing. I know very semantics, that's what I like, so I'm going to share with you three signs that you are not yet an investor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us to create a life we love for managing our finances well. So today, we're going to spend some time to talk about three signs that you're not yet an investor. Although you have put some money in, you have set up your broker account, your money is growing, your capital is rolling. But yeah, you know, you're not an investor yet, you know. Oh, yeah, really. <laughs> okay, before I get flame, I want to put out a caveat out there that I think it's great that many people are starting to put their capital to work. They're starting to embrace and recognize the power of compounding, the power of investments and all that jazz, right? But I do think that because a lot of these investment platforms are trying to appeal to us, they make investments sound overly simplistic and many of us do buy into the story. And you know, if we just think that, oh, we put money, then we put money in the market means we are investing, Right, so there's actually a lot of nuance in this thing, but all that being said, I want to applaud you for putting your money to work, right? To start this journey, okay? And and I'm not saying that for everyone that is not yet investing or on the fence, you know, you are you are like bad or you're lousy or, or whatever. You you know, you should challenge your assumptions, you should recognize your fears, you should work with what is palatable to you. So I'm not saying that you definitely need to do something, but if you're an investor, that means you are subscribing to the idea of compounding, you're subscribing to the idea of delayed gratification and all that stuff. Essentially trying to put your money to work so that in the future you can have more money to do other things, right? So I think that is a fair narrative and I can be behind this narrative. I'm just saying that does not mean that you definitely need to be investing or you definitely need to be very active or put a lot of money in investments to be considered like, you know, part of the group and, and, and what have you, right? So today we're just going to focus on some signs that you're not an investor. I know very semantics, but there's a difference, right? You put your money in the market. Yes, I can consider this action investing, 
because you put your money in the market, am I right? Simple, uh, simple definition. I can say that you are investing, but I don't think you're an investor. I think a lot of people, and I sense that a lot of people are really just either following the crowd or, you know, just like, well, my friend's doing it and I, I want to like be part of it. I FOMO, you know, or they're speculating or they're trading and they're gambling. Um, and it's okay, you know, it's okay to be trading, speculating, gambling and whatever. I don't think it's a problem. But to recognize that you're trading, gambling, speculating is important. Do not oversimplify to think that you are investing, right? So don't assume something that you're not doing. If you're speculating, say you're speculating. If you're gambling, say you're gambling. It's okay. To me, I think it's okay. The biggest problem is when you are not really investing, but you try to mask it up and say that, you know, I'm investing, I'm an investor. So this is the part that I want to point out to you so that you can be aware that maybe you're not yet an investor in terms of mindset, in terms of how do you look at investments. And then from there, you can put your work in to learn a little bit more about how investings work, learn a little bit more about risk-reward structure, learn a little bit more about probability, learn about the different tools, and then be more aware and come to a better situation to actually be an investor, okay? So I'm not saying that you shouldn't invest, that, you know, uh, it's only for the institutional people, you know, let the professionals do it for you. I think you can pick up on your own if you want to, just know the amount of work. Or if you just want to get someone to do it for you, great, do it, right? The idea here is to be clear about where you are at, what you're actually doing. And from there, you know, be very objective about what is the upside, what is the goal, what are the directions, and what are the realities of investing, right? So that is the things that I want to put it out. And I'm sure we've talked a lot of different topics out there already. We've covered a lot, different ways of investing, uh, different kind of services out there, and all that jazz, right? So today, I'm just going to do the signal portion. Like, what are some signs for you to be more aware that you're actually, you're not very investor yet, I'm going to also expound on some of the realities and some of the mindsets that maybe you can uh, look towards adopting if you have such signs, okay? So the very first sign that you're not yet an investor is, I'm doing it for fun one. <laughs> so I hear this a lot and I have to put it as point number one. Oh, I try, try only doing it for fun. Bro, really, really, nobody try, try one. Nobody doing it for fun. Right? Everybody want to make money. Right? Really, really. Anybody that put money to the market, right, tell you they try, try, they for fun. They are just giving themselves the room to fail. They're giving themselves, you know, the taitie to see. Essentially, if this shit mess up, right, then, you know, they have a reason to say, ah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I do for fun. I try, try only, I try, try only. And this is very problematic. And I hear this a lot. There's a tendency when someone says that, you know, I'm trying for fun, I'm doing it for fun. They don't actually know what they're doing. They're just following what everyone else is doing. But they hope to get the same results as everybody, yeah? So they're not following just because they follow, you know? They follow hoping that they get the same results as the people that they're trying to emulate. But they don't exactly know what's going on. They're not very clear. They don't have a very strong fundamental. So they have the, the hope, okay? They've got a big hope, but they don't know what they're doing. So they just copy. So instead of saying that, you know, I'm just emulating, I'm just copying, and I'm just kind of figuring out what things are going, they give themselves this uh, arbitrary reason on top of it to say that they're doing it for fun. Okay, so once and for all, nobody invests for fun. Everybody invests to make money, which is why I re-emphasize my point that you should not see yourself as an investment because you are not 
you know, for profit. You're not here to make money. You treat yourself as an individual. You're here to experience life. You're here to live the best of what you can and, you know, shape the life for yourself. Do not see yourself as an investment. And I do not agree when the state tells me that the people are our assets. No, people are not our assets. The people are our citizens. Every time you see something as an investment or something as an asset, you are expecting returns. So you're pricing the expectation for profit and returns, not for fun. So the next time you hear someone say, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. I try, try only. I try, try only. You know, you should congratulate them for trying. Okay, congratulate them for saying like, hey, you know, despite not knowing a lot of these things, you're willing to try. You're willing to explore. You're willing to take a step forward. I think that's great. You know, okay, my view of things, right, is that you should try everything. Just don't die. Okay, so trying and going all in is different. Not everything needs to all in. Most things you don't all in one. Okay, and most things you just try, you allocate capital, you're testing it out. Over time, as you get clearer, you put more capital and you double down on it, right? So trying is beautiful and perfectly, you know, welcoming and you should, congratulate these people for wanting to try but every time you hear people say I'm just doing it uh, for fun I try try only right you should also you know nudge them or you nudge yourself to recognize that you're actually not that clear about what you're doing and you do need to do more work you need to do more study you need to understand more things and we've covered all sorts of stuff on the podcast. You can go and check it out. Today, I'm just going to focus on the science. Okay, so recognize that there's a lot more work to do whenever you give people these reasons or you hear people say these reasons, but congratulate them for trying. Just remember that you're putting your money to work and you want to be a little bit more aware. Lah, huh? You know, you work so hard for the capital. You don't want to just dump it and you know, be blind about it. Okay, so that's the first sign uh, that a lot of people actually say and they, they put it out there and it's easy to observe so this is great sign to kind of be aware of who is just trying who is new who is young and who is learning and what have you right so recognize that you're learning and you know, let's all learn together great stuff point number two is the part that's a little bit more silent people are very silent about this but people feel it very vividly and that is uncomfortable with losses okay so this is a classic sign that you're not your investor you're not your investing loss aversion but people don't really talk about that and we're going to spend some time to expound on this okay the goal of course investing is to make money it's not to lose but it is not improbable and you should be comfortable with losses okay so we'll expound on this after word from our sponsor i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So I think nobody invests to lose money. Uh. No matter what strategy they take, nobody's goal when investing is to lose money. But it is not impossible. In fact, it is pretty probable. Depending on what you take, what kind of strategies you go for, what assets you put your money in, there are always risk factors. And risk factors are governed by probability and magnitude. Okay, So if you don't understand risk as much yet, yeah, definitely check out the episodes that we did earlier about risk. 
TFC85, three core understanding of risk to improve your success rate, and TFC86, right? Which are what are the risk factors that matters to retail investors? I think those two episodes, I spent a lot of effort, okay? A lot, a lot of effort to do those episodes, do all the research, read a lot of things about how to evaluate risk and why people say, you know, certain things are risky and how do people manage some of these things. So yes, please check those out to um, be a little bit more aware of things, okay? But um, being uncomfortable with losses is a very clear sign that you're not yet an investor because like we've put it out, right? It is not the goal to lose, but it is not improbable to lose. Some things are more probable, some things are less probable. So if you are following everybody, right? Like if you're in index funds, you're in broadly diversified kind of things, you are following the average, right? You're following the mean, the median. So generally, the strategy that the average takes, right? does not fail, okay? Does not fail the goal of the average. It tends to be the case normal distribution suggests it, right? So when all your solutions and everything are optimized for the average, it tends to be that the success rate, if you take on the average solution, uh, will be very high la, because the goal is to make the 8, 9, 10%, right? That's the average goal. And then the average strategy is to buy index funds. So naturally, it's pretty optimized. So your probability of hitting it is very high. But that does not mean that there's no chance of losing money uh, in certain years or certain quarters and what have you. But also, if you choose to do uh, riskier investment strategies, like if you pick your own stocks, you want to trade, okay, people will debate whether trading is investing, what have you, uh, or if you want to use some derivatives or you want to invest in uh, the crypto space, NFTs and, and what have you, some of the private investment structures like wine and all that, then uh, risk factors become a little bit higher. Either way, you have to be comfortable with the reality that this is not an absolute situation like bao jia. There's no guarantee that you're going to make money. Uh, there is a chance that you'll lose money, but how much of a risk, how bad can it be? You know, how serious is it? And what is the probability? You know, and consult whoever that you're, that you're learning from and depending on which tool. A lot of portfolios out there these days will put their risk factors, right? Risk factor, 36%, 24%, 12%, 10%, have you. So these risk factors essentially is the most probabilistic situation. That means the most highly likely worst situation of that particular portfolio. So 36% will be a situation where that's the highest loss law. Highest probable chance that the worst case is 36% losses. Right, so these are some things to be aware of. And yeah, you should over time learn to be more comfortable. Even I am still um, learning and working through some of these things. Of course, I'm definitely a lot better over the years. But yeah, you should be comfortable with losses and you should be comfortable and recognize uh, what are the chances of losing money in the strategy that you choose. Of course, that's not the goal. It's just about comfort. Huh? Or in other words, some people say, the, can you sleep? Right, so the classic sign that you're comfortable with your strategy and you're comfortable with the potential losses is you can sleep. Okay, but for me, I think to be more accurate, it's about your comfort of loss. Okay, so that is one signal that you're not yet an investor, especially if you're very uncomfortable, you cannot sleep and all that stuff. Right, so that is something to be aware of. Honestly, my experience with a lot of these seasoned investors, right, is when they lose money, they feel it. Okay, but they are not like, fainting over it, you know, they are, but to them, it's like, oh, this is my strategy or this is what I've decided, my most educated bet and that's it, all right? So there is a level of probability that is a little bit of, you know, this idea of betting and all, which is probabilistic, you know, but they do not lose sleep over it and they are comfortable with losses, especially in a short period of time, okay? So 
That means they recognize that maybe the market is not performing in line with what they are expecting or it is a time to type through and what have you, right? So learn to be comfortable with losses and that really stems from understanding your strategy. If you understand your strategy, you understand where you're trying to go, short-term losses and you know, some changes in the market should not affect you in general. Which brings me to point number three, the third signal that you're not yet invested is that you see investments as a math formula. Essentially, there is an accurate answer. There is a definitive answer. One plus one equals two. Okay? And that is not the reality. To put it very, very bluntly, investing is not a deterministic model. It is more of a probabilistic model. So I put these words a little bit bombastic. I put them out, deterministic and probabilistic models so that you can go and spend more time to search and learn about it. It will help you understand. It's a way of thinking. Deterministic models generate the exact same outcome under a given set of initial conditions. Okay, so essentially when you say something is deterministic, means every time you do the same thing, the same thing happens. Okay, so almost like guarantee it will happen. Okay, of course, uh, there's the whole discussion of how to change probabilistic to deterministic. Okay, I'm not going to do it here. But the idea is investing is a lot more probabilistic than it is deterministic. So if you are seeing investment as a formula, as a definite way to do it, like you do this, definitely you'll get that. Then you are in a very early stage of investment. You are pretty much sold by the by a lot of these salespeople or a lot of these bankers or robo-advisors and whatever. You do this, you get that. Do this, you get that, right? So it's a pretty problematic, I would say. Um, it is not accurate, it's not realistic. There's a lot of fallacy, especially the slippery slope fallacy and the kind of straw man fallacy that is embedded in a lot of these kind of thought. It's pretty understandable why a lot of young investors or new investors harbor such a thought, right? Where they see investments as very deterministic and like a formula. Okay, so if you think about it, your life, while it's complicated, there's some sort of repeatability if you are labor. Right, so you go to work, you know, you you do some stuff. Every month you get paid, and you pay your bills, and you save a certain amount. So everything is very, you know, repeatable, relatively repeatable. I'm not saying that every month is the same. You do the same thing every day, but it's very predictable. And in that sense, it kind of sounds like, oh yeah, you know, I just go to work, Lord, and I'll get paid. I just go to work, I get paid. So if you take this idea into investing, which is a lot more probabilistic. It's uh, very risky, very unhealthy because you are not realistic in your view of investing, right? The investment markets or capital does not work like labor. It is uh, yeah, more probabilistic, right? So this is something to be aware of and you need to train over time. And yes, I mean it, you need to train because it's a different view of things. So when you look at certain things, you, you know that it's deterministic. This thing, if you put hot water and three in one coffee, it will come out to be a very lousy, aromatic three in one coffee. Okay? So it's very clear. This will definitely happen. Repeatable and deterministic. Whereas some other things, you've got to look at them in a probabilistic manner. It's like, what are the chances? What is the probability of something happening? You know, and uh, what are the chances that it does not? What, what are the different spectrum that it sits on? 
understanding these two will fundamentally change your outlook of a lot of things. Okay, so recognize that this is different. And when you're looking at capital, you got to train yourself to see it in a probabilistic manner. We can definitely talk about this as we go along in the podcast. And we've also touched on, on a lot of these mindset stuff in the other episodes. So definitely check them out. Okay, so I'm going to sum up today uh, with the three signs that you are not yet an investor. But I want to applaud you that you have started investing. Uh, just be aware that you're not yet an investor and you got to learn and improve yourself. Number one is I'm doing it for fun. Okay, nothing is really that fun in investing. It's boring after a while, but you find joy in boring things. Like it's like I keep doing content, it gets boring after a while, but I find joy in doing the content. It is not fun and exciting anymore. It's very nuanced. I can talk about it another time. But yes, if you are thinking of investing as fun, you know, I just try, try, it tends to be a protection mechanism for you just in case you don't perform as well. In other words, you're emulating other people hoping to perform like them, but you don't actually know what they are doing in sufficient depth. Lah. So be aware and go and learn deeper. Number two is uncomfortable with losses. Okay, so nobody invests to lose money, but you should be comfortable with the idea of losing money. But how much is uh, you're comfortable? What is the probability? Look at the risk factors and understand them. Okay, these days, a lot of our portfolios put their risk factors out and you read them as the most highly likely of uh, the worst loss case scenario. Lah. Okay, so there's something to be aware of. And point number three, is that seeing investment as a math formula, okay? Essentially, seeing investment as a deterministic idea, okay? So go and read about deterministic models and probabilistic models, but investment is more probabilistic than deterministic. So if you fall into all these different signs, then you know that, hey, it's good that you started, but you're not there yet. So keep refining, keep training yourself to see it differently and become a better investor. So I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our social, sign up for a weekly newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Subscribe and leave us a review on your favourite podcast platform. It helps us to search and more people will find us. Also, if you have any interesting thoughts to share or know someone that you want to hear more from, reach out to us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, sustainable for all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, so I hope you learned something cool today. You know, um, maybe some of you guys are really more advanced already. You've already crossed some of these hurdles, which are great, you know. But you know, every time we cross the hurdles, we should still continue to be aware that, hey, you know, we have, cause sometimes we cross already, but we, we didn't know it was a hurdle to begin with or we couldn't put certain words to it. So I hope that uh, after listening today, you, you, you had 
some of these ideas and some of these clearer uh, words that you can put to some of these signals and help your friends along if uh, they are trying to learn to invest and try to be better, uh, become financially smarter. Uh, these are some things that uh, they can definitely work on. Right? So good stuff. Next week, I'm going to share with you a little bit of stock ideas. Okay, I am generally not very um, open to share stock ideas because I think uh, yeah, it's 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 probabilistic, right? And you know, if you make money, you may not thank me. But if you lose money, if you copy blindly and you lose money, then be like, yeah, this guy not credible, one, right? So, uh, very sleepy tao how I tend to the limited upside, a lot of downside. So I tend not to want to talk about it. But I know a lot of people like this kind of content, and you want to hear how I think about certain stocks. So next week, I'm gonna share with you three companies. Uh, they have recently IPO. Recently, I defined them as within the year, within the past year. They have IPO'd and uh, I'm definitely looking at them or I may have even opened a small little position in them. I can share with you why I've done it. And uh, yeah, let's see you next week.